Welcome to the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. Today we have Daniel Franco of Burnt Timber Outfitters out of Heber, Arizona, based out of Unit 3C. Daniel, how you doing? Great. How you doing, Jay? Good. We're just coming off of uh, turkey season. Um, I know you had a few tags up in Unit 3C, and typically you're pretty hard on the birds up there. How was the turkey season? <laughs> Not very good. We uh, we struggled. It was uh, it was a different year. It was uh, extremely dry, obviously, and uh, I think that definitely affected the birds. They uh, they just didn't want to play. So we uh, we didn't put a dent in them this year like we normally do. So should make next year maybe a little better. Do you think there'll be some holdover birds? I mean, was your general consensus of even the guys with the general season tags and what have you um, that the birds were just shut down and weren't real cooperative? Yeah, yeah, it was it, it was slow all the way around from the junior even into the even into the generals. I've talked to a few a uh, few of the guys that had general tags and it just just tough. Um, in fact, it got to the point where there was enough hunting pressure that it just shut them down completely. So we had you know uh, it makes me of think days. of. Sorry to interrupt. It makes me think of those days um, after the Rodeo Chetiskai fire, Daniel, when we had, what, three or four, maybe five years in a row there where the turkey hunting in 3C was just, I mean, literally ridiculous and off the charts. I mean, I remember going out mornings where you'd go out, I'd go out, Mikey'd go out, and we'd report back, you know, 15 different gobblers heard, you know, roosted, you know, six different birds, you know, like where do you want to go? Oh, I got six over here. I got 12 over here. Like I got three here. I got, you know, a couple lone birds here and it was a free for all. And it's yeah. kind of, it's kind of hard to hear it where it's kind of gotten to now. Yeah. It's, you know, those were definitely the good old days. Um, it's, uh, you know, we did see a slight rebound here a couple of years ago, but it, we're, we're back down to where numbers are low. Um, it just, you know, it's just tough, tough hunting. So, what are uh, obviously we've got the um, deer and sheep uh, regulations, the applications here due coming up, uh, like that second uh, week in in June. You've got the three C deer hunts, the both the archery and the the rifle hunts. Um, before we get into talking about that, um, conditions wise. Um, how did we fare in Unit 3C through the winter, and what are our conditions exactly right now? Uh, well, they're not good. Um, we didn't get the winter moisture that, uh, that we like to get and like to see. Uh, we didn't get the snowpack that we normally have in the unit. Um, we did get some rains and, and smaller, you know, snowstorms, but, uh, but we didn't get that snowpack that we normally do, so... Uh, that's definitely hurt us. Um, I was, um, I guess shocked would be the, the correct word to use um, in, in spending a couple of weeks in 3C on that turkey hunt and scouting and whatnot. Um, I was shocked at the number of tanks, uh, stock tanks that I that I came across that were dry. That, uh, to be honest with you, I hadn't seen dry in, in, in a lot of years. Um, in fact, there's some tanks that I've never seen dry in 3C that are actually dry this year, so... Um, as far as the feed is concerned, we've got feed, um, but it's not, it's not that good green feed that, that packs a lot of the, the nourishment and nutrients that the animals need. Um, we were hoping for some moisture this spring to, uh, 
you know, kind of give us a, a, a jump start there on, on uh, some new growth um, as far as the, uh, the grass and everything was concerned and hope that that would, you know, help the elk and the deer out. Um, we kind of didn't get that moisture, so uh, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, kind of what does happen this year. But, yeah, we are, we are extremely dry, and I, I think that is going to hurt us this year. Daniel, um, we've talked before on the podcast. I've had you on talking about elk um, up there and obviously deer up there, among other things. Um, so what we've got is the um, archery deer seasons in 3C. They're, they're by um, draw only. Um, and I'm looking at those dates uh, right here. Uh, August 24th to September 13th, they're 75. That's an any antler deer permit. Um, and that's in unit 3A, 3C, and then you've got the uh, 3C rifle hunts, uh, which are um, October 26th, I believe, is the start date. Um, October 26th through November 4th, there's 100 tags. Um, do those, t have those tag numbers changed? Um, it seems like 100 tags is, a little bit lower. Seems like I remember them up as high as 150 rifle tags. Um, talk a little bit about the tag allocations this year for the deer in 3C, and talk a little bit about the season dates and if if there's any major change in those uh, pros and cons or what have you of, of those dates um, and the tag numbers. Well, the tag numbers have been uh have been flat across the board on that archery and that uh, rifle hunt the last couple of years. Um, they did decrease the archery uh, by 25 here uh, a couple of years ago, so we're down to 75 there. Uh, the 100 tags on the rifle hunt has been, it's been at 100 here for the last couple of years, uh, ever since they changed it to an alternative management unit, um, which is good. Uh, the biggest thing is they're just not, uh, on their surveys, they're not seeing the number of bucks that they would like to see um, for the uh, kind of their expectations of what they want for an alternative uh, management unit. So uh, because of that, they've kept uh, tag numbers where they're at, which uh, in my honest opinion is, is kind of right where they need to be. Um, I think they're, they're uh, kind of right on track to uh, continuing to try to increase the quality uh, in the unit. So um, the dates, you know, the, the, the tricky thing about that archery hunt is with the hunt starting in August, um, our, our deer kind of south of the ditch, um, so to speak, uh, they tend to rut quite a bit later than, than your, your, you know, Arizona strip deer and your Kaibab deer and even your, your, uh, Utah and, and Colorado deer. Um, we typically don't start to see rutting activity until, uh, kind of the beginning to middle of December, uh, on our mule deer, uh, which in turn, um, they typically don't start to shed their antlers until um, end of March, um, first of April, middle of April. Uh, I've even uh, seen bucks during the during the turkey season, the, the middle to end of April, uh, that are still uh, still packing their horns from the previous year. So um, because they they seem to just cycle everything a little bit later than the than the northern deer, uh, if you would. So. By the time that archery hunt starts, uh, our deer are still pretty undeveloped, um, and it's not uncommon to to shoot a buck during that archery season, 
that will lose 10 to 15 inches uh, of antler in both mass and length just because they're so uh, underdeveloped. Um, unfortunately, you know, the way that they structure the hunts in Arizona with, with the deer rolling right into the archery elk, rolling right into the early rifle elk to the cow hunts and whatnot, um, it's kind of hard to really change that without overlapping these hunts, which, you know, the game fish doesn't like to do. So, um, unfortunately, we kind of, you know, it's just the nature of the beast. Uh, you just kind of have to know that if you're, if you are going to hunt 3C archery, um, then, you know, there's a pretty good chance that the 160 and 170 inch, uh, type bucks that you're, you're seeing and chasing, uh, are essentially going to be those, you know, 170, 180, and maybe even up into, you know, the low 190 type bucks by the time they finish out growing, uh, you know, the end of September, and we'll start to rub there the first part of October. So, uh, as far as the October hunt's concerned, um, it's it's definitely not a pre-rut hunt in any any way, shape, or form. Um, it, uh, it it's like I said, the bucks are just starting to rub their velvet by about the end of uh end of september very first of october so by the time that october hunt starts uh the bucks are all bachelored up uh in their bachelor herds um they don't want anything to do with the does they'll they'll actually kind of avoid the does and go into areas uh to stay away from from the does um which is you know kind of nice because they're they're bachelored up there's you know large groups of bucks um, they're still fairly docile, just coming out of velvet, but they're starting to establish a little bit of, you know, dominance and, and pecking order between, you know, the bucks in the area. So, you guys um, had a phenomenal year last year with deer in Unit Three C, and it's a question I'm sure you get a lot. I get I get it quite a bit. Uh, listeners of the podcast wanting to know, you know, if they don't have max point or if they're not chasing a strip or a kayabab tag, what's their next best alternative um you know 3c is one of those units that comes up a lot of times in that discussion as um you know a unit for 180 type plus buck you know 180 class type bucks or better um do you still feel like with the drought and and what have you this year um that there will be 180 inch you know type bucks and on on up to 190 maybe even 200 inch type bucks or do you feel like the um, drought is going to obviously affect antler growth on the mule deer, or do you feel like it doesn't affect the mule deer as much? You know, we haven't, uh, since 3C has really started to, uh, you know, improve on quality and, and whatnot, we really haven't had any dry years to kind of compare it to. Um, the one thing that I'm really concerned about this year is um, – with as dry as it is, I'm concerned that we're not going to have the acorn crop that we normally do with, uh, you know, with the with the old burn. We've got a lot of oak trees, um, a lot of uh, some live oak patches, which which uh, over the years have produced a pretty good acorn crop. Um, and the uh, the mule deer especially um, really take advantage of that, and I think that's you know really helped them over the years as far as nutrients and, and packing on some antlers. So. Um, my biggest concern with as dry as it is, uh, is that we don't get those acorns, and I think that that definitely will affect our mule deer. Um, as far as, uh, you know, moisture and whatnot, I know the Game of Fish is, uh, is starting to haul some, some water uh, to tanks. Um, 
I know there are some tanks that do still have water. Um, the feed, uh, because they're more of a, of a browser than they are a grazer, um, I think as far as, you know, we're, we're still getting uh, new shoots on, on trees and, and whatnot that they'll be able to feed on and should get some nutrients there. Uh, it's the grasses that are, are really hurting right now. So, um, I, you know, it's kind of up in the air. I'm, I'm kind of uh, kind of interested to see actually how they do this year. Um, I don't think they'll be affected as hard as the elk will be, um, but I still think if we don't get the acorns, then I think that will we'll definitely see it this year. So, you guys last year had a pretty bang up season um, for big bucks, and you, you know it seems like year after year you guys were able to dredge a few out. Um, talk a little bit about you guys' success last year um, on the three C um, mule deer hunt. Well, I've uh, always uh, held to the model that even a blind squirrel can find a nut every now and then, and we found a few nuts last year. So we uh, we had a phenomenal year. Um, we killed uh, a, a 214 and a 206 um, out of 3C, which uh, th those are only the number two and number three bucks that we've killed out of 3C that are over 200 um uh, since we've been hunting the unit, you know, since I was 14. Um, I've, I haven't seen very many other bucks that would even crack the 200-inch mark uh, come out of 3C, you know, over the years. So, um, you know, 200, if, if, if you're looking for a 200-inch deer, um, 3C is not the unit to apply for. Um, I still think it's a great 180-inch uh, unit. Um, we killed... Uh, uh, we did kill the three bucks last year, the uh, 180, uh, the 206, and the 214. Um, and that's typically what we strive for is we try to find, you know, a good mature buck that's going to score in that 180, you know, plus range. So um, a lot of weeding through uh, younger, smaller bucks, um, still seeing a lot of uh, good genetics and good potential in younger bucks uh, too, and, and even some three-year-old bucks that are, you know, 150, 160, you know, approaching that 170-inch mark that just need uh, to get that age class to, to you know, be able to explode into some of these bigger bucks. Um, and, you know, as long as we can keep having some growers coming up and keep kind of skimming off the top, then, then I, think we'll, I think we'll still be okay, so. With that being said, um, you know, you, you, you have a bang-up year last year. Are there holdover bucks that you feel like, you know, will that you bucks you know of that should be pretty darn good bucks going into this, you know, summer season? You know, there's a few, uh, not as many as I would like to have, to be honest with you. We, uh, we did kill a couple, of, uh, a couple of the bucks that we've been watching over the years, um, and, uh, you know, just had the, the right clients and, and the right scenarios and situations and were able to capitalize on some of those. So um, there, were, there were definitely two bucks from last year um, that made it through the season that I'm uh, pretty excited to find and see what, what they turn into this year, uh, both of them fairly young bucks. Um, we did have a buck from um, two years ago that uh, was one of our target bucks, and... Um, Kind of interested to see if he turns back up this year. We didn't uh, did not see him last year. Uh, we figured that he was right at 190 um, two years ago. Didn't see him last year. Uh, kind of excited to see if he 
um, ends up showing back up this year. So, uh, you know, unfortunately with having 3C border the uh, White Mountain Apache Reservation, um, a lot of these bucks will, will kind of cross back and forth, and we just don't know the fate of them. Uh, we don't have a lot of lions in 3C, but we do have some. Um, but this is a buck. If somebody would have would have found a lion kill, we I'm sure we would have heard about it. So, um, but we do have a couple of bucks. I'm interested to see uh, what they turn into this year. That were you know in that one upper 60s, low 70s. Uh, one was even closer to 180. That uh, you could tell were just young bucks that just needed a, another year or two to see what they what they turn into. For sure. I want to take just a second, Daniel, here and thank the sponsors of the po podcast. I want to thank GoHunt.com Insider and remind you guys that if you're looking for the best Western hunting resource out there to look at all these units and all these states and break down specific animals and what have you, GoHunt is a great resource for that. And you can use the J. Scott promo code when signing up for a GoHunt Insider membership. You're going to automatically get a $50. If you use the J. Scott promo code, you're going to automatically get a $50 Go Hunt Gear Shop gift card. And you can use that automatically uh, to redeem uh, uh, you know, all sorts of things with that $50 or put it towards a purchase in that gear shop. I want to thank Go Hunt for their sponsorship. I also want to thank Kuyu.com. That's K-U-I-U.com. They make the best ultralight hunting gear on the market today. Make sure to go check out their website. You can order directly. They're a direct-to-consumer uh, uh, company, and you can order directly off the website. Also, phonescope.com. Use the JScott16 promo code. You're going to get a 10% discount. And the Outdoorsman's, uh, the Optics Authority, if you call them at 1-800-291-8065 or go to outdoorsmans.com, use the JScott promo code. You're going to get a 10% discount. Daniel, I hear in your voice uh, normally super optimistic, uh, super pumped up. I do hear a little bit since I know you so well. I, I know you're bummed out about this drought. Um, <laughs> we've got elk season, you know, coming up here in a couple weeks, or excuse me, a couple months. Um, from what I hear you saying, you're pretty nervous about the elk uh, antler growth as well. I am. Um, you know, I, I, I'm an honest guy, and I'm going to, tell you exactly how I feel and, and I am I'm nervous about it this year uh, we've got uh, quite a few elk clients um, coming up and a lot of them that have had you know a lot of points and uh, actually drew in the max pool um, I I made sure that that uh, the ones that I had talked to before the draw that they purchased uh, the point guard um, and uh, to be honest with you we're kind of playing it by ear we're going to see you know what the spring does we didn't get you know, the moisture I was hoping to this spring, uh, this summer's looking like it's going to be just a windy, hot summer as usual. Um, so kind of depending on when the monsoons kick in and uh, what bulls start looking like. You know, the beauty of this, this point guard is, uh, you know, you have up until 48 hours uh, before you can, uh, you can turn your tag back in before the start of the hunt. And uh, I've told uh, quite a few of my guys, that, hey, let's see what happens after they rub. Let's see what bulls look like. Let's see what the cows are looking like, if it looks like we're going to have uh, a rut or not. And at that point, we'll decide if, uh, if we want to turn some tags back in and, and uh, you know, try for next year. Um, so I, I am. I'm worried about it. I'm, uh, I'm more so with the elk than I am the deer, but uh, definitely worried about it as, as dry as it is. And, 
you know, I've, I've got quite a few friends. My, my family uh, is actually in the ranching business, uh, quite a few friends and whatnot and acquaintances that are also ranchers, and there's, there's a lot of them that are not going to be allowed to bring their cattle up onto the forest this year uh, because of the lack of water and feed. So, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely uh, on the forefront of my mind this year. Uh, we also have uh, sheep um, applications. I know you're chasing and, and you know, obviously wanting your own sheep tag. Um, are you, you got anything up your sleeve? Or are you kind of looking at some of the same units? I think one of the challenges that you and I always talk about is, as residents, we'd love to hunt some of the premier units in the state, but looking at the draws and the amount of points that we have, which is not max, we know that we have to apply for those units uh, that are kind of more middle tier. And then I think you have to, you know, try and pick the the, the best middle tier units you can. You sometimes actually take an approach a little more liberal, meaning even more trying to get a tag than worrying necessarily about overall quality. Uh, you know, or higher end rams. Just curious, your thoughts if, if anything's changed going into this year? Um, yes and no. Um, it's you know the the sheep draw is definitely it, it's a game of numbers, um, and, and I've seen that over the years. And uh, so yeah, you're kind of forced to to do some research. We put in uh, you know between myself and uh, and uh, Dar and and some other friends of mine. You know, we we do quite a bit of research. We look at previous years, uh, number of applicants, um, number of, you know, resident versus non-resident, um, uh, number, and then, and then of course, the, uh, the hunt statistics and whatnot of, of uh, the rams that were killed in previous years. Typically, we'll look at about three or four years, number of days hunted. You know, we, we take all that into, into account, into consideration, and, you know, obviously, um, typically, my strategy going into it is, is uh, I kind of shoot for the stars on my first choice, and, and what I mean by that is is not putting in for any of the premium units. It, it's more of those middle tier. Uh, try to get one of those good middle tier units uh, as my first choice, and uh, you know, like you said, all uh, my second choice. I'm I'm just kind of looking for a tag. Um, you know, the harsh reality is that uh, I could live in Arizona my entire life and never draw a sheep tag and never have the opportunity to hunt uh, sheep in, in my home state. So, um, you know, that kind of frustrates me, I guess, concerns me. Um, so I'm willing to play that numbers game and, and uh, you know, maybe maybe go into a, a unit that's not quite as good uh, just, just to have that opportunity to, to, to be able to hunt sheep here in Arizona. So, um, yeah, I mean, know, I, it, I it, think for, for me it's a double-edged sword because I feel like we, we – the game of fish does a great job of maintaining quality rams and a quality experience where we could have more opportunity and harvest more rams, but our quality and our overall mm -hmm. um, size of rams would go down. I, I'm one that I'm okay with the, the possibility of going my whole life and not hunting sheep, knowing that there still is a possibility that if I do hunt sheep that I'm going to be able to hunt you know, a book ram. And the thing that's pretty cool is that most of the units in Arizona, you have a chance at a book ram. I feel like if we started harvesting more rams, our quality would drop and it would, it would take the excitement level for me personally out of 
cheap hunting if, you know, all the rams were 150, you know, maybe top-end 160-type rams. Um, you know, having that 168, 170-type ram out there in most every unit, to me, still makes it exciting, um, you know, to have some of those older, you know, more mature and, and you know, good horned rams out there. Uh, I'm, will, I'm willing to run the gamble that, you know, okay, if I don't draw, at least whoever does draw has you know, has an awesome hunt and, and is able to hunt, you know, a trophy class animal. Um, but I do hear what you're saying. It, 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 you know, it would be nice. One good thing is we have time on our side. We're not too long in the tooth yet. Um, but uh, sometimes when you start looking at the statistics, it can get depressing real quick. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I'm with you there. You know, I, I totally agree with you on that. But, uh, you know, we try to try to find those units where, you know, that, that kind of semi-fly under the radar as far as those book rams are concerned and, you know, realize that, yeah, it's going to take some days and it's going to take some time and, and a lot of scouting and everything to, to try to find those rams, but, uh, you know, that it's worth it. You know, I would, I'd much rather have the chance of doing that um, versus knowing that I'm going to draw a tag and my top end is going to be a, you know, 140 to 150 type ram. So, um, you know, the, the flip side to that coin is, yeah, we... We are younger, but I, I would like to do one of these hunts when I'm, you know, young enough to be able to do it and, uh, you know, have the, have the physical ability to be able to get into some of these units and to, and to hunt them right in the way that they need to be hunted, so to, to find those book-type rams. So definitely a double-edged sword. It's, uh, it's something that I look forward to and, and absolutely hate and despise every year is uh, waiting for the sheep, uh, waiting for the uh, sheep book and the, the uh, hunts and the odds and the draw results to come out. So, yeah. Well, let's hope that it's your year. Dar's just convinced <laughs> that you know. Since I have two doll sheep hunts this summer, he's just like, I know it. You could put any unit that you want. You, you're just going to draw. I know you're going to get your desert tag, and you're you're going to get your desert tag on the same year you get your two doll sheep. I'm like, well, I sure hope you're right. And he's like, yep. I just know it. I know that's what's going to happen. Yeah, that that would be just about par for the course. <laughs> so I wouldn't uh, mind it. I got I got to agree with him on that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, um, it's always great having you on, and uh, appreciate your outlook uh, on three C on the mule deer. And congrats on your success last year. You guys shot some Thank phenomenal you. bucks, and I'm sure I'm sure you'll pull the old rabbit out of the hat again this year on the elk and on the deer. You guys always seem to find you know your old blind what is it the blind squirrel finding a nut every now and then that's such bold yep. with you guys um <laughs> you guys always find something good and and um just appreciate your friendship and uh, uh th thanks for your uh, help uh dialing us in on the forecast up there you bet glad to do it jay thank you all right take care god bless i'll see you bye